no, come on, asshole. Oh. Well, Talking to a, yeah. a kid or an animal? Rock, where are you going? The door is that way. I think he's, well, it could be both. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see Brittany run by. Oh, shit. <laughs> Get out of here, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, this forest, it is the Okigahara, right? Okigahara, yeah. Okigahara. I've been practicing, practicing <laughs> it. I'm going to throw you off. Okigahara. Okigahaga? Okigahaga? I'm not going to say it. What is it? What is it? Motherfucker? <laughs> it's right next to Fuck You Can Watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good freaking evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to Paranormal Minds of JST. My name is Josh, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Shane and Tommy. And uh, tonight... We're going to talk about the Okigaha. I knew I was going to fuck it up. You shouldn't have said anything. You shouldn't have said nothing. Okigahara Forest, also known as the Suicide Forest. It is a 12 square mile patch located on the northwestern flank of Mount Fuji uh, on the island of Honshu in Japan. Now, this forest, the bed is made entirely out of solidified lava from the last time that Mount Fuji erupted in 864. The forest is so rich with life, having an amalgam of vegetation and fauna, and its westernmost edge of the forest has caves that are filled with ice, primarily in the wintertime, with the exception of one, but it makes for a beautiful spectacle. The uh, Narusawa Ice Cave is the one cave that is frozen all year long. The Fugaku Wind Cave, one last cave, is the uh, Lake Sabat Cave. Going back to the forest floor, with it being primarily made of volcanic lava, it's a lot of iron and stuff like that. Well, it'll cause your compass to go crazy, and I would imagine that would probably get you lost pretty easily. Even if you were to get lost in this forest, it'd only be in 12 square miles miles i would imagine you walk in any one direction and you're gonna come out somewhere i imagine it would suck walking 12 miles but they do have designated walking trails though so if you ever went that they would probably prefer you stay on the trails a little bit of history on the place uh, it is home to a yuri and according to traditional japanese beliefs all humans have a spirit just like anyone believes i guess they named it a raycon or recon i guess is how you'd say it it's only named that when a person dies naturally the Raycon will leave the body, enter a form of purgatory, and it kind of waits for proper funeral and post-funeral rites to be performed so it may join its ancestors. However, if the person suddenly dies or violently dies, or if the proper rites aren't performed, and even if they had very powerful emotions like a desire for revenge or love, or they were jealous or had hatred or sorrow... Uh, just extreme cases like that, the Raycon will actually transform into a Yuri. It gains the ability at that point to actually bridge the gap and manifest into the physical world, which I thought well, that was crazy. I, I've heard the name Yuri before and never thought, you know, where it come from. I thought it was just what they were called. From at least the 1960s, the Okigahara has become associated with suicide, and it gained the name the Suicide Forest. Ominously, due to the high suicide rates, they actually put signs at the beginning of the designated trails that encouraged suicidal visitors to stop, think about their loved ones, think about their friends, and actually call suicide prevention. 
Annual body searches have been conducted by the police and volunteers and, and even journalists since the 1970s, like routine. In the periods leading up to about 1988, it averaged about 30 deaths a year. In 1999, at that point, it had the most recorded cases with 74 that year alone. It wasn't until 2002 where 78 were found. In 2003, 105 were found. So after 2003, they amped up the patrols. And I think 2010-11, they stopped reporting because in 2010, 247 attempts happened. 54 of those were actually successful. I, I say successful, that's such a hard way to put it, but 54 were actually fatal. It's also said that these suicides really increase towards March um, because that is the end of the fiscal year in Japan. And I, I have an odd suspicion that money plays a huge role in that. Maybe they didn't make enough to make it or, or whatever. But like I said, in the recent years and after, I think, 2011, they quit publicizing the numbers to try to get rid of the name. I believe that the ground being made of lava or volcanic rocks, incredibly porous, and then you have the super dense vegetation of the area, it's going to knock out all the noise. It's going to absorb all the sound. So this isn't something that I've ever personally dealt with, but somebody with intrusive thoughts like that, when you're in solitude, as I feel like you would feel being there, I would imagine they would, they'd probably creep pretty hard into the back of your mind. Again, I've, I've never personally dealt with that, but and I can only imagine how hard it is for somebody to deal with that. And, and my condolences to, to anyone that struggles with those intrusive thoughts or has a friend or family member that has them or has actually lost the battle. But if, if anybody out there needs help, it's out there. You can find it. I promise. I, I will put the suicide prevention, at least for the United States, in our show notes. I just wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were on this crazy forest with the Yuri's. I know suicide in Japan, it's in some ways not really thought on the same level like we do in America. You know, it stems from thousands of years of tradition, right? Mm -hmm. You look at from samurai to anybody, you know, I, I forget the name of it. It's a honorable suicide or a killing where when you feel you've been disgraced or you failed or something like that you know you would take the tanto start cutting into your stomach until you couldn't take it and then somebody would you know take your head and it was more of a ritual to bring back honor to oneself and their family so japan has had that long tradition of suicide but what gets me is just why so many just ascend on to the forest Onto that forest, you know? Yeah. Is it an energy that just pulls people there? Like you said, it's formed from molten lava. I've never been there. I don't know how quiet it is. Yeah, they described it. Everyone that was in there, they described it as a place of solitude. Um, I wonder if that plays a part in trying to keep that honor with their families and all that. We're here in America, again, suicide is... is a, is a horrible thing. You know, we lose people to suicide every day, but in America, you know, a lot of times it's done uh, mostly in the house um, or a secluded place um, can happen where people drive out to the woods and end their life there. Yeah. So I wonder if that just with the solitude, it just allows the help for like, I don't want people to find me. Possibility. Definitely a possibility. Again, I don't, I don't know, uh, but 
It's it's wild to me. I want to ease away from the actual suicide part of it and and possibly talk more about the the haunting side of it. Are these people staying here? Are they Yuri's? Because if their tradition is what it is, then that wouldn't be. I mean, it's not natural by any means, but it's not a shameful death. If if that is how it still is these days, you know, times change. It it could be different, but it's, it's, are they all Yuri's? You know, can they come back from being a Yuri? Like if the actual proper rights were bestowed upon them, you know, as their uh, the funeral rites, like them being found and then actually having an actual funeral, uh, opposed to just being left out there never to be found. Right, brings up a good question. Kind of like you know how. Catholics believe in their last rites, like you can't go to heaven or I guess the purgatory unless you've had your last rites, right? Right. And they believe if you don't receive them before you pass or a certain time before you pass, I don't, I'm not Catholic, so I don't really know the whole rules behind it. Then essentially you're, you're doomed to hell, right? Or I guess purgatory. I don't exactly know. I just know that you have to have your certain rites done. Your last rites. So this is a heavy subject. Uh, it is. It is a heavy <laughs> subject. I I like to make jokes out of things, and I'm like, uh, this I can't do that here. <laughs> True. Reading, yeah, just trying to get a you know uh, idea of how long. Well, you know, Josh, you talked through the history and everything. Um, I drew interested to the practice of what sinicide. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, the Ubasute. Yeah. So bringing them, just the practice of bringing your elderly out there to to leave them to die, that seems kind of weird. And I was digging into that, but it sounds like that might be more of a story as well that scholars don't think that actually happened. Yeah. Other cultures kind of have something similar to that, Shane. Inuits uh, have been known to like put their elderly on like icebergs. And kind of like, at least that's a story. They just kind of go, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, I I could see that being a thing, um, especially in hard times when uh, there's not a lot of food going around. That's like it's not so much that the people are putting their elder. The elderly are like, I've lived my life. I'm one less mouth that you need to feed. Let me do this for you. Not like our elderly nowadays, where they're just like, No, take care of me. There are a lot of those. I will not be one of those. You put me in a home. I'm killing everybody. I'm going to prison. <laughs> then you're just being a bigger home. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> say, didn't your kid say she's going to take you out at 40 anyway? Yeah, yeah. So. Well, shit, yeah. I won't make it to old anyway. I guess you're right. <laughs> you, got, you got four years, man. Yeah, uh, four years. Five. It's 41, guys. Five. 41. <laughs> oh, 41. All right. <laughs> yeah. Five years, man. You old. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, doesn't somebody turn like 35 in what a couple of months? I'm sure a lot of people do. Yeah, <laughs> Shane is in fact immortal, <laughs> or he was until he had Marshall, and then Marshall took all of his powers, and now Marshall's immortal. Oh, Sorry, Shane. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it happens. So you just gave away his secret. Now his enemies are going to be like, "Now we know." Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> What do we know about the Yuri? Because I know we, we've talked about certain spirits and ghosts, but we've never really dived into it. Is a Yuri something that would like lure 
people. <laughs> you know, I read that. I thought it was wild that they're called Yuri's. Like, I had no idea that that's what they called them. I kept saying that it even powerful emotions because that's, I mean, that's what I read. But this says the emotion or thought really doesn't need to be all that strong. Um, it says once these thoughts enter the mind of a dying person, their Yuri will come back to complete the action last thought before returning to the life cycle. I got to wonder if that's just a wandering soul. Like, they exist on Earth until the body's laid to rest. So any thought, any last thought, can disrupt this so if you were about to die and you're like dang i left the oven on you would become a yuri until you go turn the oven off that's how i read it says the yuri will come back to complete the action last thought of before returning to the cycle of reincarnation so yeah yeah (laughs) your ghost is just like click 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 (sighs) click Turning the oven on and off constantly. What if it? What if it walks out the apartment and then it gets out the the apartment's like crap? Did I turn it off? And it's just a constant cycle. Oh, man. Maybe that's why so many hauntings are turning off lights or slamming cabinets because that was the oh thing they forgot God. to do. I left the cabinet yeah. open. I didn't turn off on the light. Yeah, <laughs> one of those. One of those. <laughs> it makes me. Th- this is so stupid. It makes me think of when, like, you see those videos of, like, the whole kitchen exploding. How many ghosts are in there? <laughs> Just, <laughs> there's 30 fucking ghosts in one kitchen doing one thing at a time. Like, all at the same time. <laughs> one was supposed to close the cabinet. One was supposed to open yeah. it up. One's throwing plates. <laughs> that, and that sucks. Cause man, if, so if that's the case, that would also explain repetition. Because let's say by the time they get there... It's different, right? So they can never fully solve the task because they wanted to close the cabinet so their cat didn't get into the treats in the cabinet. Well, if there's no cat anymore and there's no treats in the cabinet, are you doomed forever? Like, I'm I'm slamming this cabinet. Or what if, what if when they do close the cabinet door, someone comes behind and we open it? I, don't, I can't stand an open cabinet. I'm just saying because I hit my head on them all the time. But I know there are people that open up their cabinets and they'll just leave them open. Yeah, my kids, my kids do that shit. <laughs> I'm guilty. My whole, even my kids bitch at me for leaving cabinets open. I'm like, oh hell no. I'm like, look, it's my cabinet, but I forgot. <laughs> I opened it to do something and I got distracted and left. <laughs> I just learned because I used to be bad about leaving the cabinet doors open I guess from being a kid and as I got older and taller I just started hitting my head on like the corners of the cabinet and I'm like you son of a <laughs> and nothing in this world makes me matter than that <laughs> nothing oh man now all the uh, the Yuri listening are gonna open all of your cabinet doors <laughs> yeah but no I mean I was just wondering if it if they had something like a ability to draw but since it's just essentially them doing the last thing that they thought about or last task i guess i was just trying to piece together on why so many unfortunate people because something draws people mm-hmm. i mean we know elephants uh you have elephant graveyards where elephants will actually migrate at great distances uh to go to a spot to die you know oh is that real I- I thought Lion King made that up. No, I think that's real. No. What is it? The elephant graveyard. Where they migrate great distances to, uh, like, die. Who? Elephants. Oh, elephants? I-, I would imagine. I know dogs and cats will do that if you give them the chance. If they're dying, they'll get out and get away. Right. But I mean, like, go to certain places. Oh, like a memory type. They go to where they... Yeah. 
I yeah. got you. Josh was just tuning you out for like five minutes. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a legend. So when they reach a certain age, they'll go and die. So there we go. Yeah, it's so far it's just a legend. So I guess it's not true. But damn it, Simba, he lied to us. Damn it, Simba. But no, I mean, I was just saying. You know, I'm wondering what would draw so many people to one spot. You know, because especially if you know they have signs and all this stuff to deter people uh, from going there to do these acts. What would bring you know what what would what would bring you there? You know what I mean? Like I don't want to say it's the name. Because it wasn't always, you know, deemed the suicide forest. Um, yeah. But like I said, like any, I think anybody with thoughts like that, if you get in there and it's quiet, and you're, and no one's around, and you aren't particularly having a good day or something, you know, it could it could be anything. Could have been a abrupt thought like, "Hey, I'm done," because a lot of it. Uh, a lot of the suicides that did happen were hangings. They would hang themselves or a drug overdose. Um, I guess obviously those. I, mean, I don't. It, I didn't find anything about somebody shooting themselves or. And I'm also not sure how easy it is to get a gun in Japan. Anyways, I don't think it's all that easy. They have very strict gun laws yeah. in Japan. Like very, very strict. Yeah. Well, I know that the suicide rate in Japan was high anyways. I mean, they were, you know, you see stories where they were putting safety nets around buildings because folks were jumping out the damn buildings. You know, my sister's husband, he did a, like, I think it was a semester in Japan because he was going for game design and um, he wanted to learn how to translate from Japanese to English. So he did a semester in Japan and he said there was a time where he was waiting on a train and the train was late and they came over to intercom and just said trains delayed. Um, and they, they pretty much kind of blunt about it. Somebody uh, was killed. So no kind of like somebody just stepped in front of the train and, you know, he told me like that's that's kind of like almost a daily occurrence in Japan. Not in his station, but just in different areas of Japan. You know, like people would just do that. So, and he 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 did say it was based around that whole honor system. Like if you're not working hard enough, you know, it's like a shame thing. I know uh, population versus size of the country. You know, is a little. I don't want to say crowded, or at least that's the vision I have in my head, right? So I thought maybe this forest was just one of few. So maybe that's why people went there because they don't have a lot of forests with privacy and stuff. But actually, based on uh, this article I just pulled up, sixty-eight percent of Jap- Japan is forested. Yeah. So I'm like, well, well, shoot, that's that's not it. So that theory's gone. I wonder if it's the cave systems. Oh man. Well, you do have that one cave that's frozen all year round, as we determined in our last at ep- the last earlier episodes. Um, Bigfoot, in fact, can and does travel through the cave systems of. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I I really think it's it's the serenity of the place and that draws people to it because people it's it's a tourist attraction also. Dude, I'm gonna put this I'm gonna put this picture of this Yuri in Discord. I want this as a tattoo. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I, I forgot. I don't know how to bring Discord back up. Hold on. Oh Lord. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> Panic. <laughs> Oh wow! I'm not gonna lie. That looks like a tattoo. It does, doesn't it? It's it's 
That's awesome. I love it. I was I was more curious about the land because we know land holds energy, right? Especially you're talking about, you know, volcanic rock from um, an eruption of Mount Fuji. So, I mean, that's countless years of energy just sitting right there on that surface. So what if that, the serenity of the place, the calming, I would say the calming nature and all yeah. that is what draws people there. You know, kind of like everybody has a way of, you know, want to feel calm and stuff instead of anxiety about leaving this plane to the next, right? So maybe that's what brings that there is that energy is just a beacon, if that makes sense. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I think uh, I'm with you on that one, Tommy. And Josh, I know you referenced it as well. Like. Yeah, I mean, it has to be the lava with whatever's in it that's interfering with cell phones and compasses. And we all know water helps uh, with, with energy and spiritual energy as well. And, you know, it's forever frozen in the, the ice cave. Yeah, there is actually a lake, uh, Lake Saibot. So it's okay. It's right there, too. Not to mention the more people that go there, the the thicker that energy is going to be. And that's why those numbers probably kept going up because it kept calling to more and more people so i i think it is definitely it's probably nothing paranormal in the nor how we usually talk about it but paranormal in the sense that there's just things we don't understand like these energies are yeah. pulling people there right yeah so it's not like a, a demon or something being like going to somebody who has these thoughts and it's like you need to go to this place it's just the place itself and like it doesn't manifest the thoughts that just if you have them it, yeah. it calls to you yeah how long back have the the incidences been they kept record of them um from the 60s i think i'm sure it was happening long before that but Record-wise, from what I saw, yeah, the 60s. They kept the records until, like I said, about 2000. And they may still keep them. They're just not publicized anymore, so. I mean, I, I don't blame them on that. Yeah. Because you, know, you want to try and keep people. Because I, I think at some point it does become a staple of kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go here and do this, you know, at right. this place. Because all these people have done it, you know, kind of not saying like follow the crowd, but at the same time, like, go to a place that's known for it. And I guess in a way, be like, um, maybe they will find me and I will get those rights, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really what they're aiming for when they go and do it. Like somebody will find me and these things will be mm. finished. So I will be able to become an actual recon or raycon, however you pronounce it. I think that's the ultimate goal for them if when they do pass on. Yeah. And um, I, from what I can read, like reincarnation is a big thing for them as well, which I've always believed in reincarnation. In some form of fashion, mainly that you live the same life over and over again uh, until you get it right or you're doomed to do it over and over and over again. I don't, you know, Yeah. that's why I believe deja vu is a memory and not seeing into the future. You've been there. You've done that. This actually says that the Yuri frequently depicted being accompanied by a pair of floating flames or will-o'-the-wisps. Eerie colors, green, purple, and blue. The flames are separate parts of of the ghost rather than independent independent spirits. So it's like part of the whole manifestation instead of 
like, here's my little ghost flame that I'm carrying with me, you know? I was going to say, it's so like the mini boss with the big boss. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to fight the flames first. Yeah. the healer. Yeah. I played Final Fantasy enough to know. Yeah. They <laughs> use Thundaga a lot right now on Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Thundaga. I don't know how you say it. <laughs> that was Lightning 3. Okay. Or Bolt 3. Bolt 3 when I grew up. That tells you how old I am. <laughs> but um, are, are there any other places like that? Or is it just, you know, um, I can't think of the word, just Japan? I guess that makes sense. Uh, Yeah, there are. But I've always been kind of fascinated about this one because uh, it's the, mostly the one you hear about. Oddly enough, not unique, but unique in the fact that I think it's built on the lava. It's as dense as it is. The vegetation is as dense as, as it is. And thriving with all the different animals and all that jazz. I like your question, Tommy, though, because if we figure out the other locations, like maybe we can see some sort of similarities. So I just pulled up like the most common sites. So obviously this forest is on there. But, uh, who, and like, uh, there's a bridge in China that is way more, uh, and the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, so both of those are obvious. Those are going to be water related. I don't know what a viaduct is. Is that water too? It's water related, yeah. All right. So the the last one, which comes in right under uh, the forest we're talking about, is the Gap in Sydney. I'm unsure what that is. Oh, it's a it's an ocean cliff. So I think that's our thing. There's probably been something that happened, being natural or something, in all of these spots, and the water is just holding that energy. How far away is the forest from the ocean? Because if it's volcanic rock, right, and cave systems, that probably means there might be ocean water or something that comes up under. Man, y'all, this forest is beautiful. I'm looking at pictures of it. Oh, yeah. I've seen pictures of it. It is gorgeous. I've I've wanted to go there. Yeah, I have too. We ought to make that a, a bucket item for us to go and visit. Yeah. At least I want to see it just because it's pretty as... Oh, get out. I don't think they would allow us to do any investigations there. And I'll be perfectly honest, I kind of don't want to, just out of respect for the people. I wouldn't want to either. Just out of respect, like you said. I know you got uh, investigators, and to each their own, but I just, like, when when we go do graveyards and stuff, I'm really, like, I don't want to put any cameras or, like, do a whole bunch of stuff with the graves, like... Looks like distance to... Oh, it's not far. It's not far at all. I mean, Mount Fuji, you could almost, like, a 30-minute drive to the ocean. And, you know, the forest is right there, so you're adding on another... Man, what? What do you think? Probably an hour hour total driving. Sorry, it's all in kilometers. I'm a dumb American, and I don't know (laughs) how to change that to miles. Kilometer is 0.9 miles? Is that right? Google knows. Joshua does not. Uh, well, it's 47.9 kilometers to the ocean e- equals one hour of driving. 47 point what? 47.9. Wait, is Tommy doing math for us? We're in trouble. That is 29 miles. Nah, not far at all. I didn't do math. Google did it for me <laughs> because I suck at math. <laughs> I think we should do an episode on different types of ghosts. Now that I'm looking at this Yuri, I'm like, what other ghosts are out there? Because there's like a whole list of them right here. I'm like, holy crap. I've thought about that. 
uh, you know, between demons, poltergeists, um, a lot. There's a lot of them. Uh, I'm going to put Funa, Funa Yuri, the ghost of those that died at sea. They are depicted as scaly, fish-like humanoids that are similar to mermaids. Hmm. Or mermen, apparently. Gotta be inclusive. I got to. Cancel culture's real. <laughs> so, but yeah, my thing is um, lava, right? We do know that Fuji's a volcano. Or an apple. We do know that volcanoes, especially close to the ocean, they have like little vents. There's got to be some cave system or something, at least way far down, um, that might be pulling water or the water itself from the volcano. Trying to piece it all together is what I'm trying to do. Because all the other places deal with water. This one being as close, but not exactly water. Like, something's... Well, the ice there, though. I mean, who's... You know, that's there. That's water. It's still going to have the same energies in it. Yeah. It might even be worse because there's nothing new affecting it. You know, it's... Yeah. It's just frozen. I... That's a good. I never thought about that. Just the energy that's there is trapped there because the water is not moving. So the energy itself is frozen. Yeah. I wonder if that. I wonder if that could be a thing. Little do we know. One of the titans lives over there, from like ancient times, and he lives there, and uh, he's still frozen there. We got to make sure he can't get out. But I think we've kind of strung this out as much as we can. I don't know if there's much more we can talk about without. Uh, we tend to make jokes that are inappropriate, so. This is definitely a heavier subject. Right. And nah, it's hard. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to figure out how to bring it to be like a little bit more lighthearted and like. I think it just is what it is. You know, I, I thought it was a very interesting place and I wanted to talk about it and what you guys thought, why it was happening and, you know, stuff like that. I really feel like it's the land, the energy of the land calls to the people. That's. That's how, that's what I feel about it. Like, either be it from the energy from the water and the volcano to maybe the peaceful serenity of it. It just calls to people yeah. who have these, these thoughts. And I really hope that we can find some way to, you know, keep that from happening. But I don't know. I think we're all kind of in agreement. I agree with the, the energies and related to water and uh shoot i mean for forever water has been associated with kind of loneliness like when people got to a point they moved to a lighthouse or they set sail on a boat or something like that and given that compared to the other top suicide sites in the world they're all related to water i think it is there's probably some uh, unfortunate energies trapped in that that ice there, and being a somber forest. I mean that, and that it, the suicides keep happening. It's just building up. Yeah, some energy there we can't we can't comprehend and we can't turn off. Yeah, yeah, and most definitely. At least you can say one thing. At least it's peaceful as far as what we can read, anyways. And I guess that's the best you can hope for. I think that's a good note to end it on. Uh, if you could find us rate review all that good jazz we're everywhere like always ladies and gentlemen these are just our thoughts 